I often say that for me, painting is not a career or even a profession. It's part of my life. I really can't do anything but paint. With the development of our country, we as painters should strengthen our cultural confidence. We should present our glorious past and brilliant tomorrow to the whole world with our paintings. Fan Yang is one of China's leading landscape painters. He has used the traditional forms of Chinese painting to portray major historical events and changes in the country. His most recent works include 70 paintings from the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. Thinking about it, even while I was eating and walking, I finally found a new way of drawing after numerous attempts, drawing sketches with fine and delicate strokes. This is Jia Guangjian, another master of painting. For decades, Jia has explored various ways to hone his skill at capturing natural beauty and turn it into fascinating bird and flower paintings. In this edition of Footprints, we'll take a look at how these two painters have tried to portray the societal changes and natural beauty of China through their works. Stay tuned. Fan Yang was born in Hong Kong in January 1955. His family moved back to their ancestral home in Nantong, Jiangsu province, when he was about two years old. Merchants have gathered in Nantong since ancient times, and the city has abundant cultural heritage. Fan Yang comes from a famous local literary clan. Since the reign of Jia Jing, emperor of the Ming dynasty in the 16th century, the Fan clan has produced a large number of writers, poets and painters. The influence of his clan has given him a solid foundation and love of traditional culture and painting. Frankly speaking, my uncle Fan Zhen played an important role in guiding and supporting me to study painting. I remember that after I graduated from primary school, I went swimming with some friends every day. My uncle had just come back from Beijing at the time. He met me in a narrow alley and called me by my nickname, Yang Yang. He asked, Yang Yang, where are you going? I said I was going to swim. He sighed and said that it wasn't okay to play like this every day. He said that nowadays, if you want to become a scientist, it is not easy because you need advanced equipment. But if you take a piece of paper and a pencil, then your conditions are the same as that of Michelangelo, Raphael, and Leonardo da Vinci. So you'd better study painting. He inspired me. Fan Yang's uncle Fan Zheng was already a well-established painter when Fan Yang was a child. With the encouragement and urging from his uncle, Fan Yang worked harder at school than before and tried to learn painting after school. In 1970, Fan Yang was admitted to Nantong High School, which was founded in 1909. This century-old school has cultivated dozens of top Chinese scientists and engineers. To be specific, 
20 members of the Chinese Academy of Sciences and Chinese Academy of Engineering. After graduating from high school, Fun gave up a stable job in a state-owned factory and chose to enter the Nantong Arts and Crafts Research Institute. I studied art and design at the institute, and I drew embroidery sketches. In order to draw the sketches, I also studied embroidery for two months. During the years I spent in the Nantong Arts and Crafts Research Institute, I subconsciously absorbed nourishment from folk art, which helped me a lot in my future career. This experience laid the foundation of traditional culture and folk art for me. At that time, many great painters had come to the Nantong Arts and Crafts Research Institute, including Huang Yongyu, Wu Guanzhong, Yuan Yunfu, and Zhu Danian. Once we sketched beside the Yangtze River. I remember it was a cold winter, very chilly. We stayed in a very small hotel. I remember Wu Guanzhong holding an oil painting and saying, Look at this, good, next. Huang Yongyu took a five-meter-long scroll in his hands. He's really brilliant. He told us that you don't have to learn to sketch. You can just copy Chinese painting and draw sketches. Then you will be able to draw. Five or ten years later, I realized that through these words, he was telling me to learn from ancient painters, learn from nature, and learn from my heart. In 1977, China's National College entrance exams resumed for the first time in 11 years. One year later, Fan was admitted to the art department of Nanjing Normal College, which is now Nanjing Normal University. Over the past century, the university has cultivated many outstanding Chinese artists such as Xu Bei Hong, Fu Baoshi, and Wei Tianqi. During his four years of college life, Fan absorbed the skills and knowledge of his predecessors before going on to develop his own painting style. At that time, the sixth national art exhibition was being held. The event is still organized every five years, but the sixth edition was particularly competitive because everyone in the art world wanted a presence at the exhibition. I remember my teacher saying to me, Fan Yang, try your best and bring me back a medal from the National Art Exhibition. It was really easy for my teacher to say this, but actually it was very difficult. However, I worked hard. In order to paint how farmers gave logistic support to the People's Liberation Army at the critical battle of Huaihai, I went to the countryside of Xuzhou city to observe what the farmers wore, their carts, horse-drawn carts, bullock carts, and wheelbarrows. Later, I created a painting. It took me half a year and several drafts. Fortunately, the painting was selected by the 6th National Art Exhibition and won a bronze medal. In October 2005, Fan Yang became the director of the Landscape Painting Institute of the China National Academy of Painting. 
Established in 1981, the Academy has witnessed the creation of many art masters and artworks with great influence in the development of Chinese contemporary art. Every year, in spring and autumn, he takes his students to famous mountains to appreciate the natural beauty and translate that onto paper. Fan Yang's works fuse artistic styles and techniques from both the northern and southern school, the two different styles in the Chinese landscape painting. I used to live in southern China, where artists would go outside, look around, draw sketches with a pencil and finish the painting after they came back home. This is how Fu Baoshi painted. However, artists from northern China like Li Keran would take a small stool and sit over there, drawing till they finished the painting. They wouldn't go home until they finished it all. Sometimes Li Keran would paint for hours. I often say that a painter doesn't just draw his or her personality, but also his or her nature. In this era, the art field is very prosperous, especially Chinese painting. We often say that we are on a plateau, it's a consensus. But how we reach the peak is the responsibility entrusted to us by the times. Contemporary painters should create outstanding works in line with their era, and we should be brave and diligent to climb the mountain. How has this painter climbed the mountain of art? Stay tuned to find out after a short break. You're listening to Footprints. Welcome back. Every morning, Fan Yang makes a cup of tea and reads the news of the day. When he sees someone or something that he is interested in, he takes his brush to paint. In recent years, Fan has paid closer attention to Chinese and world affairs and has used his brushes to record the stories of the times. In 2017, he staged the Power and Beauty exhibition at the Olympic Museum in Lausanne, Switzerland, becoming the first Chinese painter to hold a solo exhibition there. His pioneering work has won praise from the International Olympic Committee. It was one day before the debut of the official mascots of the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. Thomas Bach, president of the International Olympic Committee, came to Beijing and organized a small but solemn awards ceremony. He put the medal over my neck himself. I was quite excited and touched and felt inspired to carry my work forward. In February 2022, Fan painted 70 works recording the achievements of Team China and other stories that captured the Olympic spirit during the Beijing Winter Olympics. He captured snowboarder Su Yiming's gold medal winning moment on canvas. He also portrayed freestyle skier Eileen Gu, which he entitled a soaring jump to extremes. The painter also drew the Big Air Shogang Stadium and named it the Colorful Rainbow because of its bright decorations. A painter, he needs to have a 
A painter must have good perception and take care about everything around him. Then nature will give him a lot of material that can be reflected in the paintings. I often say that for me, painting is not a career or even a profession. It's part of my life. I really can't do anything but paint. With the development of our country, we as painters should strengthen our cultural confidence. We should present our glorious past and brilliant tomorrow to the whole world with our paintings. Now, let's take another break. When we come back, we'll bring you the story of another Chinese master painter called Jia Guangzhen. Stay tuned. You're listening to Footprints. Welcome back. Born in 1964, Jia Guangjian, now a renowned painter, was raised in a rural area of Yongqing County, Hebei province in northern China. His father was a local civil servant who often traveled for business. Jia spent almost his whole childhood at his grandparents' home. His grandfather was a craftsman who specialized in making clay toys. Those little colorful and vivid clay sculptures subtly influenced young Jia Guangjian. When his grandpa was molding clay figurines, little Jia would pick up on how to do it himself. Since he was a child, he has shown an extraordinary artistic talent. When other children played outside, Jia Guangjian preferred to be alone, staying in his grandmother's little peach garden. The garden was my heaven, just like Lu Xun's herb garden, which was an artistic enlightenment in my childhood. For example, in spring, a small flower bud emerged from a peach blossom, so I often ran to see it. It grew up day by day. When the peach blossom was in full bloom, I used pencils and crayons to draw it. At that time, I had limited resources to study painting, like comic books, New Year pictures, folk artworks, and paper art. One of my classmates brought a small picture book by the painting master, Qi Bai Shu. After I saw it, I felt that this kind of painting was different from those we usually saw. The lotus flowers he painted, including magnolia flowers and crabs, were mainly in ink color. This experience was very magical. Such pictures were swirling in my heart and my mind. This might have been the initial enlightenment I had towards Chinese paintings. In 1984, Jia Guangjian began working at the Hebei Institute of Technology, serving as an assistant teacher. But, after some time, he found that, although the income of this job was stable, his dream of becoming a painter was fading. Thus, he decided to prepare for the National College entrance exams and hoped to be admitted to the Tianjin Academy of Fine Arts. But, it was not easy to pass the exams, as the academy is known as one of China's top eight academies of fine arts. Competition was fierce, like the Chinese saying, thousands of troops crossing a single plank bridge. How to achieve his artistic dream? Jia Guangjian was in a dilemma. 
But finally, he made a crucial decision in his life to continue working and to learn painting by himself at the Herbe Institute of Technology while at the same time preparing for the entrance exams of the Tianjin Academy of Fine Arts. His dormitory at the Herbe Institute of Technology witnessed his diligence and perseverance. The 20 square meter dormitory had four bunk beds and there was no place to paint at all. I couldn't paint because there was no desk. Later, I found the wooden planks of a packing box and I made a simple desk by myself. With this desk, I drew paintings day and night. Persistence is very important. Painting is a practical process. It must be hands-on. And this hands-on ability requires perseverance and hard work. When I was admitted to the Tianjin Academy of Fine Arts, my small dormitory was full of my paintings. There were thousands of them. When my colleagues helped me clean up the room, they were very surprised. In 1987, Jia Guangzhen was admitted to his dream college, the Tianjin Academy of Fine Arts. Many famous painters of the Beijing Tianjin School of Painting were teachers of this academy. The Beijing Tianjin School of Painting was a group of artists mainly inheriting the traditional style. Representative painters include Qi Baishe, Yu Fei An, Wang Shui Tao, Sun Qifeng and other famous figures in the history of Chinese art. It reflects the roughness and thickness of the northern painting style without losing the beauty and serenity of the southern style. During his four years in college, Jia Guangzhen took every opportunity to practice Chinese painting. He absorbed the essence of his predecessors and devoted himself to the creation of flower and bird paintings. In the early 1990s, such paintings were fashionable in China, which greatly stimulated the creative enthusiasm of a group of young artists. It also inspired Jia Guangzhen to create his own style, specializing in the drawing of lotus flowers. I often drew sketches of nature during my college years and saw many things in nature that touched me. However, I encountered a painful problem in portraying them in the traditional way. Thinking about it even while I was eating and walking, I finally found a new way of drawing after numerous attempts, drawing sketches with fine and delicate strokes. After years of strenuous work, in 1992, the then 28-year-old won the silver medal in the National Art Exhibition for his painting, Silent Autumn. The painting depicts a pond of lotus flowers. Jia Guangzhen says he completed it after years of practice and making lots of drafts. The model of the wild ducks in the painting was an accumulation of my experiences at that time. I used to pay attention to the changing of the lotus flowers in different seasons and I believe that lotuses are at their most beautiful during the autumn as they reflect a different kind of beauty compared to how they are in the summer. Starting from silent autumn, I found an appropriate way to express my feelings through painting, namely the meticulous painting, which is characterized as being able to depict small details. 
Meticulous painting is called Gungbi in Chinese. The painting style adopts careful and realistic techniques that incorporate the most intricate detail and vivid color to describe narrative scenes. After studying and teaching at the Tianjin Academy of Fine Arts for three decades, in June 2007, Jia Guangjian entered the China National Academy of Painting and became a professional painter. For more than 10 years at the academy, he roamed around the art palace without distractions and once again systematically observed and learned the artistic treasures of famous Chinese flower and bird painting masters. Fu Rong Golden Pheasant from the Northern Song Dynasty, Ink Plum Blossom Picture from the Yuan Dynasty, Flower and Bamboo Picture from the Ming Dynasty, and Ink Shrimp by painter Qi Bai Shi in modern times. These masterpieces have allowed Jia Guangzhen to feel the charm of traditional Chinese flower and bird paintings again. It was during that time that he discovered there was a traditional Chinese painting technique that was almost lost, which is the Mo Gu painting method. Mo Gu literally means boneless. On paintings in the style of Mo Gu, forms are made by ink and color washes rather than by outlines. It is mainly a staining and dyeing method by using ink brush pens and almost no sketching or drawing so people can't see the solid lines or curves in the painting. There are three main Morgu painting methods smearing, dotting and filling colors. The most important thing about Morgu paintings is that it is stained by dotting and the shape is finished in one go. Color mixing is very important. For example, when I paint a petal, if it needs to be brighter, I will add less color. Morgu painting's essence is the use of color and water and how to mix them in the proper way. After years of research, he successively created a series of Morgu paintings such as Pink and Fragrant Light, Ming Autumn, Prosperity in a Prosperous World, and other works. Since then, Jia has for decades devoted himself to revitalization and the promotion of such meticulous and delicate flower and bird paintings. In addition, he is also an art educator who is enthusiastic about public welfare projects. In 2012, his self-entitled art institute was built in his hometown, Yongqing County, covering an area of more than 2,000 square meters. During the past 10 years, artworks from nearly 100 contemporary artists have been exhibited there. Jia Guangzhen's intention by building that institute was to allow more locals to fall in love with art and create a place for them to learn and appreciate artworks. He feels strongly that the cultural lives of people are one of the most important elements for the revitalization of the countryside. I think this is very meaningful. I also hope that through such an effort, our children and ordinary people can easily appreciate wonderful artworks. Rural vitalization also requires the popularization of culture. Art is for the people. As a flower and bird painter, how does one create good works for the people? I draw on the concept of Taoism and nature. Tao exists in nature, but it is free from nature. 
Artists must grasp the laws of nature and take nature as a teacher. Waters and mountains are invaluable assets. As painters, we artists must grasp the pulse of the times and stick to the rule of harmony between man and nature and strive to build a clear and flourishing spiritual home in the new era. With that, we conclude this edition of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary people in China, follow us on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just key in Footprints and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.